When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. My name is Ron McCarthy. I'm one of your hosts, and to my right is a man who is currently training for the 2028 Olympics. He wants to try out for that flag football team, Dustin Henry. Dustin, how are we doing tonight? Oh, I'll be there. And let me tell you, I got some surprise moves that everyone's going to see on the field in 2028. Stop, stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, well, actually, interestingly enough, I was doing I was doing a recording before tonight's live show with my with our buddy Josh Mahler from from Rising to the Occasion. Oh, We're yeah. talk about, we, and we talked about the flag football for 2028. And we did some uh, imagineering about uh, who we ha- would have on our 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 flag football team in 2028. That will be a later release, probably it's later this week, probably Friday. But in the meantime, we're on tonight. It's on week six in the NFL. Oh yeah. Before we do that, I want to remind you about our social media channels down here below on Twitter, Instagram, and the scarcely used TikTok. It's at NoCredsReq. Facebook.com forward slash no creds req, youtube.com forward slash at no creds req. You can also find us on Rumble, just search no credentials required. And if you wouldn't mind taking a moment to like, comment, share, and subscribe to our channels all across the social social media landscape. On the podcast side, Subscribe to a myriad of podcast networks, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, wherever you podcast. Also, if you would be kind to rate and review five stars, it's the preferred number of stars to rate. And also, if you have a platform, please have the platform to do it. Please leave a review. We might even read it on the air. And because we are a live show, we want you to engage with us. We want your comments. And Dustin, it's been a week. We heard that magical sound. I gotta play it. Here it is, my favorite. 
That's right, folks. We want your comments. Engage with the show. This is a live show. And we usually do our formulaic things for week six uh, for, for the NFL. But, you know, I, I want to hand the floor to Dustin because we had the last two undefeated teams go down this okay. week. And I want to hand the floor to Dustin for a couple minutes because he just needs to rant. He's not playing words from the nineteen seventy-two Dolphins, you old farts. Go ahead, yeah. Dustin. You continue to parade yourselves out there. This is, you know, I believe, I believe it was it was uh Hank Aaron. I believe. Now, I'm not sure if I'm right about this. We all know my history of getting things wrong on the show. Maybe some real-time research can happen. But I believe it was Hank Aaron who once said, I will cheer for whoever breaks my record. I love having the record. But records are made to be broken. And these 1972 Miami Dolphins, they come out every time and they make a big damn deal every time that a team loses and they go out and they're like, ha, 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 we still are perfect. Nobody's done it in the NFL. You played 12 games, I believe, in the regular season when you did that. Okay, okay, all right. All right, so I stand corrected. But – Technically, people have already beaten your record then. It's just that they didn't have the, – the season was shorter. The season's longer now, so they got to do more games in an era where people are not – now, I believe this era was over in the 70s in the NFL, but you also played in an NFL where people had side jobs in the offseason because they need to make money. <laughs> it was just a different time. But these Dolphins, they're hanging on, and it just reeks of – Like I said, most people, when a record is broken, even if they're salty about it privately, publicly they're gracious. They're like, I was happy to see him break the record. He deserves it. They did a great job, blah, blah, blah. Everybody makes nice. I mean, look at the way Maris, uh, the Maris family treated um, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, respectively, when they both broke the records, albeit with some controversy on both ends. But everybody remembers that summer of 98 and what it did for baseball. But these 1972 Dolphins, they keep coming out and they keep talking about it, too. Mercury Morris, he's one of the most vocal ones. I'm always getting after him. Larry Zonka, you're not off the hook. You're not off the hook. And I don't remember Don Shula, the, the you know, being this, this vocal about it. But, you know, for, for irony's sake, I hope that the Dolphins record is broken by current Dolphins someday. Because then I would love to see them. They won't know how to compute it in their brains. They'll be they're, like, well, they're they're. they're- their old heads will all explode. Yes. Yes. And they'll be forced. They'll be like, well, I, 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 I guess the dolphins broke the record, but we played for the best dolphins team ever. Ah, I don't know what to do, but that's about, I I'm already sad that I've given, given airtime to these, these, these knuckleheads, but it just, it, it reeks as the most tacky thing. I agree. I, I, do not begrudge them of being proud of their accomplishments, but to do it in the manner that they do it. And then to have like sections of the media be like, Oh, oh, oh the dolphins could crack the champagne. Who cares? <laughs> That's it. 
That's it. I have nothing left to say. Yeah, they're the kings of petty. They're yeah. the kings oh, of yeah. petty. And your buddy Schmitty's already chiming in. Dustin is quite the cantankerous chap tonight. Oh, yeah, Schmitty. He's no been holding disrespect. this in for four days, man. I have. I have. No disrespect to your Dolphins, but you know, Schmitty and I go way back. High school, you know, he knows my disdain for the 1972 Dolphins and the way that they always trot themselves out. It's true. It's true. Now, while Dustin has a rant, I have a song. And the other, the two undefeated teams fall this week, San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Philadelphia Eagles, for the first time ever in 13 tries, have fallen to my New York Jets. And I have put together a special song for this occasion. So I'm going to take, take the floor here. Please. <clears throat> uh, excuse me. Me, me, me. Okay. Love that instrument. Yeah, well, yeah, I got yeah, warm up the pipes. <laughs> All right, here we go. On the road to misery. Eagles cry. Watch Jalen Hurts throw an eye and one, two, three. Can't get low, get hit high. And watch your Eagles cry. cry. I see I was wondering I was wondering when you because you teased it a little bit a little glimpse into how the sausage is made you you teased it a little bit and I was like okay is he gonna do it to fly eagles fly or is he gonna do it to Philadelphia freedom by Elton John because I could have seen both (laughs) nope Side dudes the fly eagles fry fly fry fry eagles fry. Um, I could have done that too, but you know, I had to do it. I had to do it. My my New York Jets, you know, three and three getting another bye week. But we'll yeah. talk about that. With that but you know, go back and watch Victory Monday or listen to Victory Monday. Dan and I talked about it. We poured over the game and we talked about it a lot. But Dustin and I are here to talk about the NFL, and we're going to talk about the biggest upset this week. Starting off with the first upset this week dustin who is your biggest upset in week six of the nfl the 2023 season oh well with a slight honorable mention to your new york jets because you know i knew that defense was good but i didn't think they'd do what they did to jalen hurts and the philadelphia eagles on sunday um p.s if if uh jared hears what you just did there i th- he'll probably have some retaliatory words on the corner booth podcast i don't know but i anyway. don't care it was, <laughs> i just had to do it <laughs> yeah yeah very nicely done sir but i Thank have you. to go with i carry 40- i carry a tune but i don't carry it that far yeah <laughs> uh, you carried it further than 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 you think um, I would I would have to go with the Browns over the 49ers. This was a this was a shocking game and sorry 49ers fans, but it was a little bit just a little bit of a a, uh, a glimmer of hope for me as a Seattle Seahawks fan because your Niners look absolutely unbeatable. Um, but the Browns, I was shocked that the Browns beat them with a Deshaun Watson list. 
Cleveland-led uh, offense. And uh, the Cleveland Browns, without Nick Chubb, mind you, were able to run on the 49ers just a little bit. Uh, Jerome Ford, I think he had 84 yards. And then and then uh, Kareem Hunt had that 16-yard touchdown run. So, you know, they didn't, they didn't run all over him, but they were able to mm-hmm. run against uh, the 49ers, which is something that uh, not a lot of teams were able to do. Yeah, I, I also had Browns over 49ers. Uh, the fact that Brock Purdy got sacked three times. I mean, nobody saw nobody really saw this coming. Nobody no. saw, I, mean, I don't think even Browns fans saw this coming because they're coming off a bye week. Their first two, their first, the first four weeks of the season was tough. They were missing their quarterback, their premier running backs out for the rest of the season. Their leading pass rusher went out injured in game four, in week four. It didn't look like he was going to play, but it turns out it's just gotten. He just hurt his ankle, and he's fine. And it showed in this game. Miles Garrett has had a, a really solid game, mm-hmm. and they took down Brock Purdy three times. Now, a, a lot of this had to do with the fact that two of the premier uh, players for off, on offense for the 49ers being Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey went out went out during the game with injuries. I think yeah. that had a lot to do. That kind of wrecked the chemistry. Yeah, mix up the mm-hmm. chemistry, the vibe, mix up the chemistry a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, part of the reason as part of the reason why the the 49ers lost, and also the, the here's one thing about the Browns, they won the time of possession battle, they had the ball over a little over 33 minutes, Browns had the ball a little under a little under 26 minutes and change, but the Browns controlled the clock, and when you control the clock, most 90 percent of the time you're going to win football games. Yeah. And they went up, and, and, they, and also they overcame two two interceptions by quarterback PJ Walker, who was in the game for them. So, so he it, it, Browns, you know, good on them. Kudos to you guys. I'll give you a full full credit with those wacky white uniforms they had that day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, and uh, it, it, but it was it was an upset. I give them full credit. They did mm-hmm. they do what they did. They did what they had to do, and they took care of it. They took care of business. Yeah, this is why I had them as a, wild, a potential wild team, uh, card team on the prediction show. Now, I, I don't think that's going to pan out, not the way that they've started the season, but this is why glimpses of this Browns defensive unit can be really, really good. Yes, that's true. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, no that defense, especially their pass rush, um, has been pretty spectacular over the first four weeks of the season, and they wound up beating – the best and uh, one of the undefeated they went up taking the taking off the uh one of the unbeaten teams in the league. Victor Lock. Victor Lock says Mr. McCoffee. Thanks for watching, Vic Vicka. Appreciate you. All right, we're gonna move on to the biggest disappointment. And for me, in my mind, it was the Vikings over the Bears. I <laughs> I was expecting Justin Fields to continue the hot hand. He's been stellar. He had been stellar over the past two weeks, with the exception of the bad interception at the end of the Denver game, the game against Denver. But the Vikings, surprisingly, their defense had a great game. They they limited they limited the deep, the offense for the Bears. They literally took Justin Fields out of the game with a dislocated thumb, and the Bears just uh, got defanged. Now, looking at the final score, I, I wish this could have been my kept my. My, we would rather drink castor oil than watch this game, game of the week. <laughs> How the Bears and the Vikings performed. It was an ugly game, and the Vikings went out and made it ugly, and the Bears just straight up disappointed me. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, I mean, just a little side note, the quarterback room for the chemical toilet is in trouble because (laughs) Justin Fields is hurt. I did start him this week because I, like you, thought he was going to continue his, the streak he had been on. Uh, Anthony Richardson's out of the out, out for the season, so uh, we uh, we went out and we uh, extended a, con- a contract to Mr. Matt Stafford, hoping hoping that Matthew Stafford can uh, at least bring some stability to the quarterback play in the league. But um, I do have to say that game. That game uh, definitely was a finalist for the uh, for the Castor Oil game. My biggest disappointment, and I got to do it. I got to do it. I got to bring him up. Is do Mr. It. Mr. Geno Smith? Oh. twenty-seven of forty-one for three hundred and twenty-six yards and two interceptions. Now, the Seahawks defense played well enough where Seattle had opportunities to win that game. The Bengals, they didn't look as great against the Seahawks as they did against Arizona. Kind of a back-and-forth game. Kenneth Walker, he's a real one. I love watching that guy run when he gets loose. I don't know if he's as good as Brees Hall, because I remember we had the, we had the debate when they both came out. But, man, he's a good running back. I'm happy he's on the team. But Geno just – he. He didn't look. He didn't look with it, um, like he ha- as as in command as he has been at, at pockets of last season and parts of this season, and it was just really disappointing because I was hoping that the Seahawks were going to be able to capitalize on this 49ers loss, you know, and mm-hmm. um, they just couldn't do it. They had an opportunity to go four and one. It would have put them in in a great position and. Uh, they end the game getting with Gino getting sacked on fourth and eight, trying to drive down there and and win the game, and it, it's just really disappointing. Can't throw the two interceptions that he that he threw, and he just, you know, he he didn't have it this game. And also, uh, Pete Carroll went for it a couple times on fourth down, which in retrospect probably shouldn't have done. I think I think teams going for it on fourth down because of the analytics, it's becoming a thing. But there Ugh. are. There are some teams that are just doing it too so- much. Make hopa make to the entire NFL. Nobody do the brotherly shove anymore, except for Philly, because they're the only team that can pull it off. I, I forget who attempted it. Was it the Cowboys that tried it on Monday Night Football and it was a disaster? I think it was. Yeah, stop Victor, doing Victor, it. Victor would know because he's a he's a Cowboys fan. He yeah. also says there should be no expectations with the Bears. Yeah. He should know <laughs> he lives in Chicago. He knows <laughs> what the disappointment that is the Chicago Bears. Listen, I'm gonna go on a little rant myself. I'm I hate this era of analytics mm. between baseball, football. Now it's creeping into hockey. It's been in basketball for a while. Every time I hear about the analytics, I want to commit seppuku. I, I I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate yeah. it so much. Between between, I, I just I don't get it. I don't understand. I I I, I don't like it. I just yeah. don't like it. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. There, I believe that there can be a mix of both, but you still have to go. You still should look at game flow. You should still and just. Just trust your gut sometimes, for lack of yeah. a better for lack of a better term. Why was Bobby Cox such a great manager for the Atlanta Braves? Because he trusted his gut. You know, it's mm-hmm. 
you know, Joe that, Torrey, same thing with Joe, Joe Torrey, yes, same yes. way. And every once in a while, you know, look at it right now. Um, uh, the longtime manager of the Cubs and the Angels before that, Joe, Joe Madden. Madden. Joe Madden. He trusts his gut for better or worse, and sometimes he gets lampooned for it. He's lost jobs because of it. But look, look what happens to every team that he manages over time. The uh, the Rays were good when I think he was the bench coach there. It, the Angels they became decent under Joe Madden. He broke the curse for the Cubs. And uh, now, if I'm not mistaken, is he not the manager of the Texas Rangers? Or am I like no, that's Bruce? Bo- that's Bruce Bochy. Oh, Bruce Joe, Bochy. Joe, that's right. Joe Madden right. currently is not. Yes, uh, not employed. Not, is not have a job, but apparently he's interested. In, I can't remember which which managerial job he's currently currently uh looking at you know who i blame the most for this analytics era and this data driven era davy mm-hmm. johnson because oh, he's the yeah. one who started it all with the 86 mets yeah well yeah. we talked about our disappointments dust and we gotta bring out our slow clap for the dis- <laughs> biggest disappointment The guy with the glass of whiskey he just grabs the whiskey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just gets that look. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll go over the rest of week six's action, our most notable events or performances, the highest take of the week, and what. And actually, you know what? I should, no, we forgot the most entertaining game that were one of the enter, really entertaining yeah. games. Yeah, we're, we're gonna skip over that category. But nah, it was an ugly week of football. Like I said, if the aliens came down and said, "Hey, why do you guys love football so much?" I would not show them this week. Don't don't watch <laughs> NFL Week Six in twenty twenty three. That's all I can say. <laughs> all right, we're gonna take a quick commercial break from our friends over at SeatGeek. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Billy Up Sports, SeatGeek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, but you can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BellyUpSports at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. That's right, folks. SeatGeek is now a premier sponsor at Belly Up Sports. Football season is full swing. College football season, NFL, hockey season, NHL, they're in full swing. Any, They're in the full swing. Uh, Major League Baseball playoffs, if you happen to live in that locale. NBA is coming soon. Not only, but not only can you get sports tickets. Again, as I meant, as that handsome man mentioned in that commercial, <laughs> you can get tickets to music concerts, Broadway shows, different pl- dip plays and musicals, comedy shows. If it requires, if it requires a ticket through a box office, you can find it on SeatGeek. So you go to SeatGeek.com, you find your event, you get your tickets. At checkout, you enter promo code BELLYUPSPORTS. You get $20 off your first purchase of $50 or more. Uh, For me, NHL season's going on right now. It just started last week. I'm planning on going to the January 4th game in New Jersey because the super rookie sensation, Connor Bedard, is going to be visiting the New Jersey Devils 
I'm hoping to have Dustin with me and a bunch of other friends with me. It's going to be a great time, but we're going to use promo code BellyUpSports at checkout at SeatGeek.com. Going to save ourselves a little bit of cash along with getting some tickets for that game. So Ooh, check it out. SeatGeek.com, yeah. BellyUpSports promo code at checkout, $20 off your order. All right, Dustin, most notable performance. What? Who's the one player who impressed you this week in NFL Week 6? Yeah, for me, like I said, largely an ugly week of football this week. But the the impressive performance for me was Kyron Williams, um, because he has come in for the for the L.A. Rams, and he's done he's done a great job, really. And the Rams, I as a Seahawks fan, I begrudgingly tip my hat hat to them. Maybe this is still me rationalizing that first loss of the season, but the Rams have been more competitive than I think a lot of people believed. And Kyron's been a big reason why. And this past game, he had 158 yards on 20 carries and a touchdown, just a a dominating run performance. Now I know Arizona, not really the a, a vaunted run defense, but he did what you're supposed to do when you're, when you're playing against a, a team that is, still kind of rebuilding and figuring things out. He dominated them. Yep. Yeah, that was a that was an impressive performance over but with LA. They finally Sean McVay's finally run the ball. Who knew? Yeah. yeah. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew Sean McVay would run a foot run run the football and they and, the, and like you said Dustin the Rams did it rather effectively. So my most most notable performance, the guy who impressed me the most this week Detroit Lions quarterback Jared Goff. Yeah. 30 of 44, 353 yards, two touchdowns in a former NFC Central beating as as the Lions beat former NFC Central rival Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay who are wearing those ah, (laughs) the creamsicle orange orange uniforms, which brought me back to my childhood. I mean, I'm old enough to remember when those uniforms were still around. And I will. I I really wish to make them permanent because those those are just those colors are just they're iconic. It's an yeah. iconic uniform. And they're they were, great they, ones. They were a dog's breakfast the first two years of their existence, but who cares? Mm-hmm. It was a it's a great uniform. It's a classic uniform. But Jared Goff, and that kind of leads me to my hottest individual take of the week. I believe, and I hope, I really hope, and I'm not saying this because. Mike Brown, who's one of the who's one of the co-founders of Billy Up Sports, but possibly listening or watching right now. I'm not saying to kiss his butt. Uh, however, I do want to say the Detroit Lions may have what it takes not only to earn the top seed in the NFC, but they could be a Super Bowl team. This is a very competitive team. They play their guts out every single week. Dan Campbell has them believing. And this team does it on both offense and defense and special teams. And I was watching, I was going back and forth with the uh, watching the red zone coverage, mm-hmm. and you would see them make a big play, whether it be on offense. Uh, J- I mean, let's uh, Jamison Williams has first touchdown. Yes, uh, 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 has his first time touchdown this week. Uh, their defense was doing pretty well. They they managed managed to handle Baker Mayfield and that Tampa Bay offense. Uh, Special teams do an effective job. This Detroit, I got nothing but good things to say about this Detroit Lions t- team. And it's been a very long time since I could say that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, Ryan? I applaud you for giving Jared Goff specifically his flowers because 
I remember as a Seahawks fan, I, I am familiar with his time on the Rams. First off, when he was drafted, Jeff Fisher came out and said, oh, it's a long way. He may he may be fourth string on the roster. He basically said he's got a long way to go before he can be a starter in this league. And then uh, Jeff Fisher was let go. Sean McFay mm-hmm. comes in and brings Jared Goff to to the promised land. You know, the, he, Jared Goff did go to a Super Bowl with the Rams. Yeah, he but did. A, he did. But a, but a lot of people at that time said. Sean McFay is giving him the plays in the head in the headsets. He's he's telling him audibles in the headsets. It's not really Jared Goff doing it. So people, he didn't he doesn't really get any credit for that for no. that performance. It's and, a damn shame too. Yeah, and and you know what? And I think he's he's come out and he's proved a lot of people because it's not a fluke. Now you know I have to say, Geno's performance last year was was great, but there's there's always that thing in the back of my mind that it's like, can he do it again? Can he, can he do it? And Jared Goff, he started out gangbusters last year and uh, people were saying like, you know, but can he keep this up? Blah, blah, blah. And, and he has, he's kept it up and he has just improved in Detroit. He knows the playbook really well. And as you said, the coaching of Dan Campbell, we have lauded uh, Mr. Campbell, coach Campbell many times here on the show and he deserves it. And they got pieces everywhere. Now the tight end, uh, uh, Laporta, Sam Laporta, He's yeah. looking good. They got everybody. I got on them for for trading Hawkinson, and it it seems that they made the right move. And they got mm-hmm. Aiden Hutchinson. He's a game record. Jamison Williams will start to come into his own. the The running back situation is very good there. They got a lot of good yep. pieces. James Mon- James Montgomery. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's uh he's turned he's turned into something special. And moving on from that football purgatory that's the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Uh, Victor, Victor Locke, now you're listening. <laughs> but he'll he'll agree with me. But yeah, for me that's that's my hottest individual take of the week. Dustin, what's your what's your what's your hottest individual take from this week? Oh well, I'll make it I'll make it short and sweet. I'm coming out and I'm saying that D'Amico Ryan's should be considered already um, for coach of the year. If he is not the coach of the year, he's got to be one of the front runners already because he has the Texans, the Texans at three and three who would have saw this coming. And you've seen, I've seen some of the clips. I've seen some of the clips after the games. He's got those players buying in, in a way that Dan Campbell does in Detroit as well. Mm -hmm. They are starting to rally around him. He is bringing this young team together. They got a rookie quarterback. Now, CJ Stroud, he looks like the real deal so far. He did throw an interception this past week. So the streak is over. But C.J. Stroud looks like a real one. But I think a lot of it has to do with D'Amico Ryans. He's got that defense. He's starting to build that defense. And, and the team's confidence is high. And he's dealing with uh, – how should I put this delicately? He's dealing with a horrific ownership situation. Just, uh, just, just a terrible – The McNa- they, don't, they don't put any effort into this. So that makes what he's doing even more impressive. And I'll tell you, if they if they get rid of D'Amico Ryan's, 
I don't know what I'm going to do because I thought they should have kept David Culley. Then I thought Lovey Smith did a good enough job to keep the, to keep his job. He got axed. If they yeah, but of- he blew he blew getting the number one pick in the draft <laughs> this did, year. He did. But they would have picked C.J. Stroud anyway. <laughs> he did. He did. He did that. I did. But that was a that was an fu moment by Lovey. And you know what? That was Old an fu moment. I. I- <laughs> old oh, gray, old him for gray that. beard. Yes. <laughs> old gray beard. I give him that. And he was just like, screw you guys. I'm going home. But if, uh, if the, the old dude, screw the McNairs, I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if ownership gets rid of D'Amico Ryans, then they just hate the fans of their own team. They just hate themselves. <laughs> yeah. And all that, that matter. Uh, yeah. Victor Locke agrees with me about Chicago Bears being football purgatory. He says, indeed, I do, Mr. McAuphey. Yeah. And and Kittim says, if he's not coach of the year, I'm done. I think he's referring, I think she's referring to uh, 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 D'Amico Ryan's. Ryan's being a coach of the year, individual coach of the year. Yeah. Hey, listen, I, you know, if, if they keep on this pace and they're competitive in the AFC South and they could possibly play themselves into one of the wild card spots, absolutely go for it. Go for it. Go for it as the coach as being being the coach of the year. I guess you could argue if the, if the Jets do the same thing, Robert Sala could be considered. Well, that that's what I was going to ask you. That's what I was going to ask you because I I missed I missed Victory Monday this week, but I I didn't know. Shame. I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, how do you? We had our about- Carcucci boards and we were celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but how how have you felt overall as a Jets fan about about Sala's coaching this year? And I know a lot of people were getting on him for sticking with Zach Ryan or, or uh, Zach. Jeez, uh, what it was? Wilson. <laughs> I'm all Zach Wilson, <laughs> all over the place. I think I meant to say for sticking with Zach Space Ryan. But what do you think about it? <laughs> I got it. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this yeah. week, well, considering I mean, this week was a pretty was a slog, uh, especially on offense. They couldn't do a whole lot on offense, but defensively. They made the adjustments necessary. And, and I said this on like on Victory Monday. They played in, in the span of three weeks, they played both Super Bowl teams from last year. Guess how many points collectively those two teams scored in the second half of those games? I'm gonna go with uh am I gonna go with a goose egg? <laughs> Close. Three. Three. Oh, uh, that three was gonna be my I, I, they, the goose. Well, they did have the goose egg in against the Eagles, but they only yeah. allowed three points against the Kansas City Chiefs That's in their right. game on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. This defense, I, I'm I'm so proud of this defense. I'm so proud of the way that this coach, this coaching staff has has adjusted to the second half. There's there seems to be no panic. They don't this team doesn't die. This team mm-hmm. does not die. This team is unkillable. I mean, I'm gonna say I'm saying this as they go into the bye week, but here's the thing too. I forgot to mention this on Snowman's program. I forgot to mention this on Victory Monday, but this is a team that could possibly go on a run. I could see them winning their next four games because this this is what they're scheduled for the next four games. Is. All right. Actually, they're not leaving the state of New Jersey slash New York for the next month, including this past week. So home against the Eagles, they win against the Eagles. Bye week. Then they're against. The, then they play the Giants, which is considered a, an away game. Yeah, like, really? Is it going to be? I, I, I see. I, I foresee the the Giants. I, I foresee Giants fans selling their tickets pretty quickly to the New York Jets fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they play on Sunday night against. Uh, they play a Monday night against the Chargers. Oh, to fly in to MetLife Stadium, and we know what then the Chargers will do. 
And we know what the Chargers will do. The the great uh, the great Standino will probably <laughs> surrender the lead in the second half, like he usually does, or blow the game or blow the game. Period. Then they got then they travel to Los Angeles for a Sunday night game against the Raiders. It's going to be a tough game, but I think it's a winnable game depending on the status of of uh, one Jimmy Garoppolo. And then they go to Buffalo to play a Bills team that's been underwhelming this year, yeah. with the exception of them playing the Dolphins a couple weeks ago. And a so, team they already beat. And a team they've already beaten. They're, they're in the Bills' heads. So, and then, the, and then the week after that is the Black Friday game against the Dolphins, which is going to be the really good test for them. So I can see them go on a run of four, of four or five straight wins coming up to the game against Miami. Yeah, not unre- not unreasonable, not unreasonable. I, I, you know, I was I was waiting to hear the thunderclap there because we got a little rise to dro- rye Stradamus. <laughs> there it is. As request. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, Rod uncensored says I feel like twenty two Jets fans. I think he means twenty two thousand twenty two Jets fans. I'm not really sure mm-hmm. if you could clarify that for me, Rod. I appreciate it. Um, he's he's a Dol- he's a he's not say Dolphins fan. He's a Patriots fan, and oof, he's going through the motions yeah. right now for the first. Yeah. I think for the first time in forever, all mm-hmm. Patriots fans are kind of going through the motions. Well, we're gonna take our next commer- our last commercial break. When we come back, we'll talk about what we're looking forward to in Week Seven of the NFL. Until and when we come back, so stick around and enjoy this message from our friends at Invader Coffee. This episode of No Credentials Required is brought to you by Invader Coffee. For the coffee lover who wants good, quality coffee with no bullshit and no filler, Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality organic air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple. The best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you with the value you deserve for your morning boost. 100% fair trade, 100% organic coffee beans, 100% air roasted, 100% money back guarantee. Visit invadercoffee.com, enter promo code BELLYUP at checkout, and receive 15% off your order. That's right, folks. Great coffee at an affordable price, and just it's a great coffee company. Veteran owned, you're you're helping out some, you're you're supporting a veteran owned business. Based out of Austin, Texas, I will say the shipping's a little bit pricey, but guess what? You get I I ordered my Invader coffee a couple about a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. Showed up in two days. Oh yeah, and the coffee is much is, is excellent. It's excellent. I I ran in my K cups. So I got to order more. I haven't gotten around to trying the pumpkin pecan yet. I know Dustin swears by it. Uh, but hopefully this weekend I got some time to to chill out. Just. Settled down. Last week was last week was kind of busy. Had to do some traveling, but this weekend is uh pretty pretty clear and open. You know, pretty pretty free open. So I'm gonna enjoy myself some 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 pumpkin pecan and the French press. Oh yeah, have a little French press coffee. That's the way to do it. Have myself some invader coffee. And guess what, Dustin? Even though pumpkin season is currently in effect right now, the Christmas season is coming. Oh yeah, and that means holiday blends. Bad Santa's coming back. Yeah, Jolly Java's coming back. I can't wait for the Christmas ones to come out. And I know yeah. Dustin, you're a big fan. You you enjoy their coffee a lot as well. 
Oh yeah, yeah, and I uh, the bad Santa one is one that I really like, and uh, oh, and Fro- and Frosty's uh the Frosty's uh blend too. Oh yeah, yeah, of course the and the the one the Snickerdoodle blend with the with the uh, abominable yes. snowman. I always love that. Um, and the thing I like about these is because I, I drink my coffee black. It's not because I'm opposed to creamer Same. or anything like that, but I just. You know, I don't want to start putting all that extra caloric stuff in there because I know it's a slippery slope. But I do like a flavored coffee. And what I like about Invader is that the flavor does not overwhelm the coffee. They always do a great job of blending them together into a nice symphony for your for your morning breakfast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely do. So go ahead. If you're watching on YouTube or on Facebook, go to go use our affiliate link to help out the show order some coffee use promo code belly up at checkout get 15 percent off your order and again you might pay a little bit more for the shipping but you get it in only a couple days it's at your door ready for your consumption right. uh quick point of clarification in the comments rod says dumpster fire new england patriots front office and well, you know what that means uh, we might just we might just talk about that a little bit later We might just talk about it. So we're going to talk about NFL Week 7, what we're looking forward to. I'm actually looking forward to a stress-free day because the Jets are playing. It's been such an emotional roller coaster the the last six weeks. I need a break. So did the Jets, but also some other teams. But in the meantime, we're going to see – we're going to tell you which matchups we're looking forward to the most. And, Dustin, I'm kind of curious as to uh, which game you're looking forward to seeing the most on Sunday. Well, aside from manning the smoker, even if it rains on me, because I'm having a, I'm having a football get together. Ryan's going. Few other few other guys are going to be there. We're going to get after it with the food. Always do. But <laughs> the matchup that I am most looking forward to is the Dolphins Eagles. I got to wait all the way for Sunday night. Don't worry, I won't, <laughs> I won't finish it. We don't want a copyright strike. Um, <laughs> Carrie Underwood, big fan. <laughs> yeah. We know she's watching. We know she listens. Big now, fan. Her, her and her husband, Mike Fisher, shout out yeah, to the Nashville Predators. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I want to see. I'm, I'm curious about this game for a couple reasons. And uh, first and foremost, I want to see how the Philadelphia Eagles respond um, after a mm. tough loss against the New York Jets. And I want to see specifically how Jalen Hurts responds after throwing those three interceptions. And on the Dolphins side of things, the Dolphins, I got, I got a friend who's, who's a Dolphins fan. He will be there on Sunday for a little bit of time. Um, uh, But the Dolphins, they were trailing to the Carolina Panthers early and then they kind of righted the ship I want to see yeah. how they play with what I would like to call tougher competition. So I'm very intrigued on this game. This is one of those ones when they schedule those primetime games, they got this one right. Yeah, this is a good one. It's going to be, I think this, it, this is one of the, the Sunday night games. It's going to be good. I mean, last week's game between the Bills and the Giants was uh Crash! Oh, oh man! And I gotta pull. I gotta pull this element out for you. I'm gonna just. This is my description of the uh, uh, Giants Bills game from Sunday. Ready? And pull! Trash! Straight garbage. Yeah. And yeah. This will be yeah. a much better matchup for for Sunday night. 
My most intriguing matchup is going to be is going to be an NFC South matchup between the Falcons and the Buccaneers. Falcons had a tough loss last week. Shout out to our guy Stacy Morgan from the from the Morgan Man Sports Podcast. Uh, I'm sure he was in a pretty sour mood on Monday after the Falcons drove the field trying to get that game winning touchdown. Unfortunately, Desmond Ritter threw an awful interception in the end yeah. zone, and that was fait accompli, as the French would say. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Buccaneers, we're not short the status of uh, we're not short the status of Baker Mayfield's gonna be on Sunday. We're kind of waiting in the wings for that, but I'm, I'm, it's gonna be it's gonna be in Tampa Bay. So I would hope to see uh, him play in this in this game because I want to see how he'll both I want to see how both teams come back after I would say gut-wrenching losses, at least for the Falcons on Sunday against the commanders, mm-hmm. and a really and I would say a, a stomping, uh, getting you know the Buccaneers getting a mud hole stomped in them by the Lions on yes. uh, this past Sunday. So I want to see. I'm kind of curious to see how both teams react to their losses from last week. Uh, Victor Locke agrees with you, and hey, Uncle Al says, "Giddy up, yeah, <laughs> you'll be there. <laughs> He'll be there. <laughs> awesome, 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 awesome." All right, Desperation City is uh, on Sunday. I've got – I'm going to take the lead on this one. Uh, Bills Patriots is my Desperation City, and I'll give you two reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bills currently in second place in the AFC West – or AFC East, for, excuse me. Uh, they're trailing the Dolphins by one game. They've had the – they beat the Dolphins a couple weeks ago, and they're trying to keep pace with, with the same Dolphins in that division, while the Patriots – well, we gotta see. We, we gotta see if they're gonna save their season. And this game's at Gillette Field, the Gillette Stadium. It's a home game for the Patriots. But I gotta kind of wonder how long. And and Rod, if you're still out there watching, I, I gotta wonder how long it'll be before the Patriots fan, before Patriots fans just say, "We gotta like Belichick's done, mm-hmm. we're, we're, and Mac Jones is done." It's a we got we got to move on. It's a new it, we got to move on to a new era. I mean, it's great we had those we had those six Super Bowls, six Super Bowl titles, but maybe time to move on from Bill Belichick. Dustin, what do you think? Well, I think to me, you did pick the correct desperation city uh, matchup because I, I I got the same one for pretty much the same reasons that you so eloquently laid out. So I don't need to say much more on it other than I say I don't necessarily think that Belichick needs to step away completely but I think they at least need to start with getting him out of the getting him out of the front office make it have him coach don't let him be the GM anymore because he has he has he has drafted not well for a while now he's had he's had some decent picks that have kind of that those are what people remember but i'm gonna say this and i know that there's a lot of haters of tom brady out there of which i was often guilty of being one but i think even the most even the most uh ardent patriot fan would probably agree at this point that tom brady covered up a lot of mistakes you know they they take yeah. a receiver they take a receiver in the sixth round that or in the third round that was graded as a sixth rounder by other teams. Brady makes them look great. You know, so you now you've seen enough of Belichick and Brady separated from each other 
Father Time was going to catch up with with Brady eventually. Belichick had the advantage there, and I will say I will say that I still think that Belichick is a defensive wizard. You know, he he yes. still he still can do that, but don't let him be the GM at minimum. If you don't want to get rid of him entirely, relegate him to coaching. I I think he'll have a tough time giving up that particular yes. hat. He because wants the as control. Bill, as Bill Parcells once eloquently said mm-hmm. to at a press conference when he became the head coach of the New York Jets back in the day, and God, I wish he had never left. Yeah, he said, "If you want to make the dinner, you got to be able to buy the groceries." Yep. And Belichick is a, for better or for worse, is a Bill Bill Parcells disciple, and he'll yes. and he'll want to take he want to put both hats on. Yeah. But I don't think he'll he'll he has it in him to let go of both roles. I think for that matter, he might retire or yes, Robert Kraft will say, "Listen, it's been a great run. We got we got we got to yeah, go. we got to move on." Yeah, I mean, but I before you, Dustin. What? Oh, really bold prediction. It'll never happen. It'll never ever happen unless he decides to leave. But. What happens if Bill Belichick were to step away from the Patriots, retire mm-hmm. happily? Patriots bring in Nick Saban as their new head coach GM. Oof. <laughs> yeah, just a just a Bill Belichick 2.0, huh? Yep, pretty yeah. much. Pretty yeah. much. But we but we would I would want to see if he would uh, he would he would shelve his pride a little bit. Yeah. And take the coach role and have someone else come in and take the GM role. I don't think that'll ever happen because I think he's having too much. He's having too much success being, being the head coach of Alabama where he has control over recruiting and bringing in all the right guys. Yeah. I, just, and I, I mean, it would be interesting to see if he ever, if Bob Kraft will ever do that, but yeah. Yeah. He's, and he's it's kind of a, before he, he's, he's been okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and kind of, well, actually don't, I'm sorry. Don't ask Dolphins fans that. Yeah. But. Yeah. I was going to say, and the thing is that, uh, um, the thing is that that could be a nice way of like, you know, craft kind of, cause we know he has a great relationship with Belichick. So it would be a nice way of craft kind of being like, okay, I'm passing the torch. Cause do you think, do you think that Nick Saban having the relationship that they have, if they did bring in Nick Saban, you think he's going to kick Bill Belichick out of a practice? No. So, no. you know, it'd be kind of like a nice way of, okay, Bill, you still have some input. You want to retire. That's fine. Play some golf. Come by our practices. Tell us what we'll you think. We'll bring you in as an advisor. Yep. But I, I would I would remind both of those men to look for one example. And as a Seahawks fan, I, I will talk about it. Now, it's, it's a long time ago now. It was in the aughts, the single digits of the 2000s. But Mike Holmgren... He came into the Seahawks to be the GM slash head coach. Mm-hmm. And when did the Seahawks finally go to the Super Bowl in 2006? What happened the year before? Mike Holmgren was relieved of his GM duties, and they brought in Tim Ruskell to be the GM. And Mike Holmgren once – I think they brought in Tim Ruskell in 2000 – I'm trying to remember when they brought him in, but it was a little bit before the Super Bowl run. But it was once that Mike Holmgren was able to 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 give up that GM hat, that's when the Seahawks had their run of success with Matt Hasselbeck, Sean Alexander, that whole, that whole era. That's when that kicked yep. off. 
So yep, and then and then Holmgren tried to do try to put two hats on in Cleveland, mm-hmm. and that flopped. That yeah, blew up in that was space. terrible. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. All right. Next category, we would rather drink castor oil than watch this game. Dustin, what's your castor oil <laughs> game of the week? <laughs> My castor oil game of the week is. I know how to sponsor for this too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta find a company that makes the castor oil, <laughs> but but it's it's doesn't even ja- exist anymore. I mean, uh, I'm just going yeah. by the, the cartoons I watched when I was a kid. I had I had to pick it up for my mom at CVS, like back, oh, you know, okay. back in, like in 2018. So I, as of then, I knew it still existed. But uh, my castor oil game of the week is the Jags versus the Saints for a couple reasons. One, first and foremost, it's a Thursday night football game, which very few of those have been good. The teams, it's. I love having more football, okay? And I know it'll never happen because Amazon dumped all that money and it, but Thursday night football, it shouldn't be a thing except for on Thanksgiving, okay? The teams True. are never they're they're never ready to play. It's a it, the, the product doesn't look good. So that's my first reason why. The second reason why is there's a chance that Trevor Lawrence may not play in this game for the Jags. And lastly, Derek Carr has been awful for the Saints, which I did not see coming. I I thought that this was a great chance for both parties because I thought that Derek Carr, I thought Raiders fans were always unnecessarily hard on him. I thought he was not I thought he would have been a great fit for your New York Jets um before the season. So did I. <laughs> yeah. And he just but, has not done well. So this this game does not have me excited. Uh, but what is your pick for the week? So my Castor Oil game of the week is the Packers and Broncos. <laughs> what more can we say that hasn't already been said about the Denver Broncos this season? Yeah. My yeah. God. Somehow the Packers are a one point are favored by one point in this game, but only one point. But right now it's just going to be – I'm looking at this. I'm look, it, It's it's a slugfest between two mediocre teams right now. Sorry, <laughs> I, I apologize to my friend Dave, who's a Packers fan. I apologize to my buddy Andy, who's a who's a Broncos fan. This game's going to suck. Yeah. It's going to suck <laughs> yeah. on ice. It's going to suck on toast. It's not going to be a great game. I, would, I, I'm, I, think, I think the Lord Jesus Christ above that there is red zone. So I would yes. – so I'm pretty sure that – Green Bay fans and Broncos fans are saying the same thing because they don't want to watch this that yeah. those two garbage teams either. Yeah, and Scott, as Scott Hansen, I can hear him now. He's going to say, you know, Packers fans, Broncos fans, you think that we're not showing enough of your game? It's because no team is entering the red zone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he said he said that before. <laughs> like, like <laughs> Victor says. Broncos country, let's ride. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and your uncle asks a pretty good question. Is Belichick better than Wink Martindale? Man. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I... Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. The television host or the uh, defensive coordinator for the Giants? <laughs> I just, just want to clarify that, Al. Yeah, which oh, Wink Wink oh, yeah. said uh Wink said he didn't get a wink of sleep when he was having to face whatever defense I forget. I forget or whatever offense he, he Probably said the Bills. Kept him up. Yeah, I think I can't Bills are the, the Bills are the Eagles because 
The Eagles own the Giants last year. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last category for the this week. Player to watch in week seven, Dustin. I I watched the wire reports and we got some we got some breaking news before we had some breaking news before our show began. <laughs> so apparently Nicole Hardman, uh, who signed with the Jets and during the offseason, uh, I think it was one year, four million dollar deal. Uh, he's being traded back to Kansas City for a late round pick in next year's draft. Uh, the Jets simply couldn't find some room for him in the locker room, uh, in, the, in the wide receiver room. I think a lot of it had to do with the emergence of Xavier Gibson, the outstanding rookie for the Jets. But he goes back to the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm kind of curious to see how he'll help his old team. I, I know the Chiefs have had some struggles this year. Yes. Offensively. Um, Maybe it's, maybe it has to do with Matt Nagy calling the plays. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, but they bring back an old guy who can who knows the system, knows the offense well, can adjust to the situation. His, the situations uh, was helpful last in last year's Super Bowl run. So I'm kind of curious to see how he'll be when he comes back to the Chiefs uh, this week. Um, not that it matters because the NFL is helping them a lot. Um, I mean, I mean, um, <laughs> but. But I'm, I'm just kind of curious to see what his uh, he'll he'll do for the Chiefs uh, in this game. They're going to be playing. Let's see who they're playing this week. Oh, they're playing the Chargers this week. So yeah, I, th- I think he'll adjust. But it'll be interesting to just it'll be interesting to see him uh, back in a Chiefs uniform. Dustin, uh, who is the player to watch in your mind in Week Seven? Well, for me, it's one Brock Purdy uh, because. I want to see there, – there are two sides to the Brock Purdy coin. He's got his supporters who are like, Brock is great. He won the starting job. He's He helps this Snowman, offense. No, man, we're talking to you. <laughs> and then there's the other side that says, okay, and I'm paraphrasing here, but they're basically saying, okay, Brock Purdy is Trent Dilfer 2.0. He does just enough. He's got a great defense. He's got talent around him. He's a game manager and nothing more. And I think that if Debo Samuel and Christian McCarthy both are out for this game, which Wait, my nephew's playing this game? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, McCaffrey. Oh, Jesus. Oh, well, I'm off the rails. I'm off the rails. But if Christian, Another Dustin Gaff. Uh, yeah. In the, yeah. In the canon of the credentials required. Yeah, we got to get – we uh, yeah, we got to get like some sort of uh, Dustin's graph. We got Les Claypool, like Christian McCarthy. Les Claypool, it, Christian McCarthy. Yeah, it's me with like a Sam Weich's head – the ghost of Sam Weich is the head coach. Yes, yes. <laughs> Frank Wycheck is out there. Yeah, we need <laughs> – we need me with like a giraffe neck and it just says Dustin's gaff or something. All right. But anyway, <laughs> any sponsors out there who like to, co- who like to cover this segment? Yeah. Come on, Coca-Cola. We're talking to you now. now. <laughs> um, but if, if Christian McCaffrey is out there for this game, then it's going to have to fall to Brock Purdy. He's going to have to kind of prove it. So I will have my eye on him and also see how he responds to the loss against um, a Browns team this past week. So I'll be I'll be uh, curious to see how Mr. Purdy does. 
Yeah, from I'm looking at the injury update right now. Uh, as of yesterday, Debo Samuel is is day to day, and Christian McCaffrey uh, is questionable for Monday's game against the Vikings. So mm-hmm. it, it it could still have his two best weapons out there. So and and in addition to Brandon Ayuk, he's not hurt. Uh, so it's just it'll be they'll be, they'll be watching. The 49ers fans will be watching with bated breath because they had that extra day uh, for the players to rest for Monday night when they play the Vikings. Ugh, that's going to be an ugly game, too. Yeah, it's another, yeah. It's another, qualify, another qualifier for the Castro Oil game of the week. I but, almost picked it. <laughs> you almost picked it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I almost but, picked it, but then I was like, ah, if those two stars are out, then it levels the playing field a little bit, but still. Yeah, uh, I think I think it'll be all right if you're if you've got Debo or Christian McCaffrey in in uh, in fantasy. Well, let's go wrap it up for another week of no credentials required. Just want to remind you before we take off about our socials, which are right down here below on Twitter, Instagram, and the scarcely used TikTok. It's at no creds req, Facebook.com forward slash no creds req. YouTube.com forward slash at no creds req. Dustin, we're 317 subscribers, so we're oh, slowly yeah. climbing that ladder. Yeah, rung we're climbing by that Jacob's ladder. With a tear <laughs> in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Ric Flair. Um, but, and, oh, and we're also on Rumble, so look on us, look for us on Rumble. But if you don't mind, before doing that, liking, commenting, sharing, and subscribing to our other social media platforms on the podcast side subscribe to the podcast on a myriad of podcast networks including apple podcast spotify speaker google play wherever you podcast rate it and review five stars is the number of stars we would like you to rate and if you're on a platform where you can review us no matter how disgusting or how outstanding it is we will read your review on the air And again, this has been another edition of No Credentials Required, where you don't need to press pass to talk sports. We're presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. We'll be back next week, God willing, on our regular night, which is Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. Join us then. We'll be talking NFL Week 7. We'll be recapping the week, and we'll also be looking forward to things in Week 8. So for Dustin Henry, I'm Ryan McCarthy. Thanks for watching or listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Good night, everybody.